Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text to give. It's all at OneCause, OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event and you should be using it. Go to onecause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at onecause.com. Check them out today. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Sometimes we got to go to the source the leaders of uh, nonprofits, to get some tips and tricks and some general awesomeness on what they're doing great, what you can emulate from them, see their challenges, see their successes, and see how we can match up all the skill sets we have in the nonprofit universe. I have a fantastic show for you today. I always like to have guests on that I don't really know necessarily the extent on how long an organization's been around, what the extent that they do, is my general curiosity of all the things that work in the nonprofit realm are going to be activated today. I am super excited uh, to welcome our guest, Siobhan Davenport. She's the uh, president and CEO of Crittenton. Siobhan, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much, Patrick. I am honored to be here and very excited. I'm very excited too. I I like to keep uh, my eyes uh, on uh, groups and organizations in which very much intrigue me and you and your organization do. So, but before we get into all of that kind of fun stuff, there's people probably looking in on uh, YouTube or listening to us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find this delightful podcast and they say, well, this is interesting. You've sold me in the first six minutes. Uh, but I really don't know anything about this organization. 
Well, let's start there at a 5,000-foot view. Siobhan, could you tell us uh, who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, Patrick, I'm the president and CEO of Crittenton Services, and we have been around for 134 years. It's an organization that empowers teen girls from 6th through 12th grade in the Washington region to become great leaders, make positive choices, overcome obstacles, and, and just generally achieve the goals that they have set for themselves as they define success. So we're a school-based program, uh, working with our girls throughout the school year weekly, and it is completely voluntary. So we do some recruitment, um, school counselors, nurses, teachers, leadership will recommend girls for our program, but our most important ambassadors are the girls themselves who will share far and wide why they love being a part of our organization. And they will recruit friends and relatives uh, to join the group. We've said on the podcast all along, third-party endorsement is exponentially more important than first-party solicitation. So this proves our point once again, Siobhan. I appreciate that. So 134 years is a very long time to be around for a nonprofit. And my guess is when you originally started the organization, I'm guessing that it was a little bit of a different time, especially as it pertains to young women and uh, and women in schools. Can you tell us a little bit about the origin story on where that first thing took root? And what was the purpose as it sort of built its way up to where it is today? Absolutely. Charles Crittenton was uh, a very wealthy gentleman. And um, unfortunately, he lost his daughter when she was three years old to typhoid fever. Mm -hmm. And so he turned to religion to help him with the grieving process. And he ended up meeting a very fascinating woman for her times, Dr. Kate Waller. And she uh, was just incredible. She was a gynecologist. And we're talking like 1894 at this point. So very, very advanced woman. And so, um, uh, Kate Waller Barrett, pardon me. And so when she and Charles Crittenton got together, she started to talk about what she was seeing with young women at the time. And these are young girls, young women who were actually being sex trafficked. And if you can imagine at that time, your life was pretty much over if you were single and pregnant. And so she talked to him about her vision of opening up homes for these unwed mothers. And he agreed. So they ended up opening homes throughout the country and took in these women and their children and taught them job skills, parenting skills. So she was social services before we actually had social services. So it was a pretty incredible organization. Uh, in 1983, because times had changed um, and being a single parent or a teen parent was no longer the stigma that it once was. So we closed our home that was here in Washington, D.C., and became a school-based program at the time focused on teenage pregnancy prevention. But now we have uh, we have uh, broadened our approach and we look at the whole girl, her whole family, her community, and we look at ways that we can support them. So we still have pregnant teen and parenting teenage parents in the program, but the majority of our girls are just young women in middle and high school school who are just trying to overcome some challenges that they're facing. Um, most of the girls that we serve come from um, challenged communities, single parent households. So, and schools with high 
high um, a high um, expulsion rate, a high um, uh, I'm sorry, a low graduation rate. And so we're we're very purposeful. So we want to provide supports to those young women. So we're just extremely happy to say that 100% of our teen girls graduate from high school, and 83% will choose a uh, to expand their education and attend a two or four year college. We've had young women who've joined the military and served our wonderful country, as well as workforce development programs. That's, a, uh, that's quite an accomplishment for a number right there. I think that's, uh, if we don't shout that from the mountaintops, I don't think, uh, I don't know what we would uh, shout. Uh, as a leader of a nonprofit, as a nonprofit in general, general, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice cream. It's a challenge at every time, but there's usually a success story that we rattle around in our brains that when things get a little rough or things get a little challenging, we remind ourselves that this is why we do it. Do you have a story that you tell yourself, go, when, when things are a little bit uh, rough or a little bit challenging as a nonprofit leader, you remind yourself, hmm, this, this is the story that I remind myself that why we do what we do. Absolutely. Um, There are just so many stories, actually. But one that comes to mind is that during my first year as president and CEO, a group of our our eighth graders invited me to their classroom to speak because they wanted to meet me and wanted to learn uh, about me, my vision for the organization, how I wanted to serve young women. But they actually had a structured program that the girls designed themselves. And they had actually printed out agendas. They had food planned. Um, And then uh, not only did they get a chance to know me, but I got a chance to know them. They introduced themselves, said why they love the program, and that they hope that the program will be around. At that time, it was 131 years. And so they said, we hope it'll be around another 131 years. So that is one of those wonderful stories where the girls are just so warm and welcoming, so, you know, just so intelligent and love, 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 um, just I guess, going outside of their comfort zone and doing these phenomenal things. So that definitely warms my heart. I think it's really important as a nonprofit leader to be reminded of the programs and the people that they're serving on a regular basis. If you get too in the weeds with some of the the, the day-to-day ops or the things that you just, ah, it's the boring spreadsheets and the meetings or whatever, and getting back to the root of like what your mission is and who you're helping, that is the one thing that can press you uh, harder than anything else on a day-to-day things. What uh, are some of the challenges that uh, Crittenton Services is facing right now or had faced and that you're sort of overcoming or worked on overcoming? Well, you know, well, there's that little thing called the COVID what? pandemic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just that little thing. That little guy. <laughs> So, um, you know, just like all nonprofits, we were challenged to suddenly become a virtual program when we were so used to being in front of our girls, giving hugs, high fives, et cetera. So just, um, you know, pivoting to do that. My team was just so incredible and flexible and in giving each other grace to um, to explore different ways of delivering the program. Mm-hmm. And so um you know, that, like I said, the girls that we we serve face many challenges, but the pandemic was particularly hard on them. Yeah. And even coming out of the pandemic, you know, our young ladies are telling us, and, and I love how they advocate for themselves. They're telling us, my mental health 
has been under, you know, under stress for, you know, here we are two years late, two plus years later. And so we are always looking at ways in which we can support our teen girls. And, um, and so we have started a mental health arm to the program and we're able to secure funding that we would have um, a social worker who could actually provide therapy to our teen girls. And, and our girls are signing up for it. Uh, they recognize that they need it. Sometimes the parents can be a, a little reluctant, but because of the special bond that our program leaders have with our teen girls, they're able to tell the, tell mom and dad, hey, let, let's just try it and see how it is. Um, for, and, and we'll find out that you know, the girls will tell their parents, listen, this has been so helpful to me. And the, and then their parents and guardians see a different girl, one that's much happier, freer, um, more like a teenager, right? Just just being a silly young lady having fun. So um, so those are, I would say those are the challenges, just always looking at ways in which we can deepen the support that we provide for our, for our teen girls and families. Uh, you don't last 134 years without making some sort of adjustments to either the times or the challenges going forward. So, just another, just another notch on your uh, on your on your belt as far as uh, becoming, you know, one of those leaders within the uh, in in the space. Because if you if not you. Who? And that's kind of one of the things. Um, our audience is always looking for um, awesome leaders like yourself who are learning on like how to be a better leader, better fundraiser, better marketer, et cetera. Is there a tip or a trick that you can give the listeners or viewers, if you're watching on YouTube, um, on what you've learned as a nonprofit leader and what someone else could probably take away if they're listening as a, maybe I could in, uh, introduce this particular thing to my nonprofit and my leadership group uh, in my organization. Absolutely. I, um, one very important takeaway, I would say relationship building is so important. And, you know, we're talking about with our funders, with the, with the people that you serve, with your team, it's extremely important to build those relationships. I, I love to communicate stories um, about our teen girls and, and just talk about just the phenomenal ways in which they are serving their community um, as they are getting services themselves for their own families. So, and, and just how they have overcome so much with our 100% graduation rate. Uh, we have an annual yearbook where we celebrate our, our graduates and we can share that with the wider community. So I would say the key is just the, the relationship building is particularly when you're getting in front of funders. I think sometimes we go by a script, but, and we should, we should have data, right? We should, we should show how effective we are, but don't forget to share the stories that really show the great impact that your program is, has on, on the people that you're serving. It's such a great reminder that data is great. Uh, statistics are awesome. Um, following a, a protocol to make sure that you make sure you say the right things in the right order. That's nice practice. But when you build a relationship and you're trying to make a, a, you know, sort of a connection to a person, don't be a robot, tell a story, make a connection, align with mission and vision and values. And then the money comes, the partnerships come, the connections come. And that's such a great reminder that we don't have to necessarily be robotic about this whole thing. Can actually be personable, and that 
makes sense to me. There are probably a lot of people who are uh, listening right now that says, this is too exciting for me that I can't uh, help but click on the internet and try to find where on earth that I would go to learn more about Crittenden Services, how they can help volunteer and give a boatload of money that they've been hiding under their mattress for the last two and a half years. How on earth do we find you and your organization to learn more? Absolutely. Well, we would encourage anyone to visit our website. That's www.crittentonservicesplural.org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can just learn more about our programs, hear from the girls themselves, and how impactful this, uh, this sisterhood that we have created is in their lives. With all of our podcasts, we're going to have every one of those links in the show notes. So I would encourage you after this episode, go ahead and click on that and give all your money away uh, to Grindin Services and find out actually what they're doing. Uh, there's nothing better than to learn about what an organization that's been around for this long. Find out what they're doing. Uh, learn from them. Uh, you know, Praise them up and down. Follow them uh, and share them with others. Because if you're a nonprofit and you want to be around for 134 years, still serving and trying to be uh, the best you can be, it's always good to find one of those things. And while you're at clicking on the internet, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, you probably should. And then go immediately back to the show notes and click on uh, Grinton Services and uh, and say hi. Uh, Sirvat, thank you so much for your time, number one. Your perspective is great. Um, thanks so much for what you do. It is very um, unique to find an organization that's been around for the significant amount of time. And that has done so much adjusting over the course of its years in order to serve those and adjust what services are needed. So thank you so much for that. But most of all, thank you so much for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.